Uh, good morning. This is Jamile Guntin from FIU School of Social Work. And today we're going to talk bail bonds and or pre-trial money and how this whole English law contributes to social injustice and inequality today. So um, I just wanted to say that please bear with me. This is my first podcast. If I get confused, English is not my first language. And also, if I get a little nervous, you know, this is just the human being in me. So I also wanted to re uh, remind um, my listeners of something important, okay? Now, kids, if your parents are Latinx, Blacks, or Black Americans, think twice about committing that crime, okay? Bell bonds are set higher for these two communities. So unless mom and dad have a handsome bank account, please refrain. So, okay, well, in, in, in more serious notes, um, I just wanted to talk about bail bonds because uh, this is an aspect of our society that it's, it contributes to disparity, to social injustice and inequality. And we all know how dysfunctional and, um, and, and how much uh, of inequality the social system of our, um, the justice system of our country, my apologies, actually uh, perpetuate disparities. And, and, and it's, it's just a crime and punishment system that it really needs to be overhauled, um, um, in my opinion. So uh, this is, this is this, it's been for a long time. Bell bonds is actually old, so old, as I said at the beginning. And we're still in 2020 dealing with uh, you know and, and grapple with the, uh, the the disaster and and the pain and and the uh, the problems that that perpetuates um, for people that find themselves um, having to pay to pay for for bills when they they actually are go in front of church and and get you know um, said that amount of whatever amount of money is said by that judge it could be very little money it could be a lot but there's a lot of people that struggle even to pay the lowest amount so it, it, it's something that it needs to be eliminated i just wanted to start with attorney robert f kennedy um quote from 1964 he doesn't talk about colors in this uh, quote he uh, actually talked about class uh, or uh, um better said socioeconomic um situation in society or position in society but it it does it does talk about the unfairness of the belt system. He says the rich man and the poor man do not receive equal justice in our courts, and in no area is this more evident than in the matter of bail. This is cause in in which there is great work to be done. So this is actually what he said in 1964, and I just wanted to start by talking briefly um, about the history of Bell. Um, it's important to know that this is actually um, created in the colonies, and um, and it was it was actually. Uh, a, it was conceived as a personal sureties and and it will actually be paid by the families or and friends of the person that was actually um in 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 the process of of 
um, of being, I mean, he was caught by the police and he was in the process of being uh, put in front of a judge and, and getting a sentence. So um, they, they actually will pay this amount of money to to guarantee that this person was not going to uh, flee, that it was going to face the law, and it was going to abide by whatever sentence, uh, whether it, it was going to be a sentence or not. Uh, but it was actually to, to keep this person in place until the, the, the actual trial um, happened. So, um, Today, uh, bail bond is a two billion per year for profit bond um, um, industry. It's 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 it routinely exploits people, and unfortunately, uh, disproportionately people of colors. Um, and mostly, these people are in desperate desperate situations. Uh, we we know that the majority of people that uh, get and entangled in the, the justice system um, are not really for for serious, serious crime. The majority are just for misdemeanors. Mostly of them are for smoking marijuana or because they just couldn't contain the their anger and, and situation. And there was, you know, um, some kind of um, altercation. And, and there was actually... Um, not healthy way to solve the situation, you know, misdemeanors basically. So the these people are color people and low income people, the majority of them. So um, this is actually um, very sad because um, the statistics um, they really scary. Um, in 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 let's let's just say that for example that nationwide. Um, the median amount of um, bail that is paid for felonies is ten thousand um, dollars. I mean, in some places, um, like in New York, for example, it could be a little lower, uh, two thousand. Um, it depends, but it could be as it could be even lower than that. Um, it could be probably five hundred, two hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, there are people that can't afford $500 and $250 uh, bail. And, and they actually find themselves in, in, in jail um, for, for months and, and many times for years because they just couldn't afford this min- minuscule, uh, insignificant amount of money for many. But for them, it's just a lot, okay? So... Half a million unconvicted people are confined in jails, and and it's just because they they just can't afford to pay this amount of money, as I said before, and I mean they really it's a very dangerous situation because um, they're neglected, um, and I mean the health of these people is neglected. They just they don't have access to health care um i guess because they are kind of like in a twilight zone they're not really convicted per se they haven't actually gone through a sentence at an actual trial and they are in in those places and and they they just um they they like you know like in a limbo uh, should i say but they 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 they're very vulnerable also to 
the other ills of the so um, the the justice system in our country, because um, the chances that they they will take a plea bargain is really really high for those who can actually who can't actually afford to pay bills. So they end up saying, "Okay, I am guilty. Please do whatever. I just want to go home." And so many of them have been there for years and and they actually the 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 crime they committed which is probably a misdemeanor um they already served time and they actually go out with time served and they actually go out with a record and we already know what it means in our uh, country to have a criminal record how that affects you housing and and job wise so um there there's been actually i mean this is this is not a new um topic uh, as i said we already heard um the quote of uh, um attorney robert f kennedy late attorney robert f kennedy and um and and we already know that this is an all, an all english law so this this is this is not new at all and and there has been times where we as a society have um have been advocating for reform on 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 bail bonds so that there was actually a, a bail reform act passed by congress in 1966 um but this actually it it failed to to get rid of the uh the the bell system i mean um the judges will still assigning uh, bails to people that could not afford to pay them so um it, it wasn't just a good reform and then uh in the 70s and 80s, so we we kind of stay like in a limbo with this reform act um uh, of 1966 and then came the 70s and 80s and um as we know uh, th th there was actually a black time for this country um there was a lot of criminalizing people out there by politicians and and uh and unfortunately it was uh, it it was a bad time. I mean, I I don't want to get into that. We already know probably um, through history how was a time how bad of a time was that of, of the eighties and eighties. And of course, I mean, there was a bail reform act on nineteen eighty four, and uh, it wasn't really good. Um, there was actually um, a Supreme Court case, United States versus, versus Salerno. And it just affirmed the constitutionality um, of detaining people for reason of public safety. It says, and um, and 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 you know, and and just detaining people and and po uh, uh, prior to trial and and imposing bails for those people and and you know and and it just it grew from there and it got bigger and more aggressive. Uh, you know, as the time went by, and this is what we have today. So, uh, it, it's really sad. I mean, that there's it, it's sad because uh, it doesn't it doesn't allow. I, I mean, it doesn't align with the um, principles of civilized societies. If you take a look to the uh, justice system in in Europe, in 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 countries like Norway, and even in Ireland, where I lived for for five years. Uh, I mean, it's completely different. You 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 don't have 
people are not criminalized as much as they are here. They're not punished, um, not only with with the, the fact that you're going to be in jail, but with money on top of that that you have to come up with and, and can probably uh, jeopardize your livelihood. Um, so we, we, we actually going to talk about when we end this podcast about the consequences of... But I, I just wanted to move to... I wanted to move to um, a, a research paper, uh, and I just wanted to talk briefly about um, statistics. And, and this is a very good uh, research paper because it was actually done in our county, uh, in Miami-Dade County, and it's, a, it's, it's called Time, Money, and Punishment, Institutional racial eth- ethnic inequalities in pretrial detentions and case outcomes. And this is Brandon P. Martinez, Nick Peterson, and Marisa Amori. And um, and they actually start in the abstract by uh, clarifying that um, the, the, there's actually racial inequalities in conviction and sentencing. And it is often conceptualized and as, as a discrete event within the criminal justice system. Um, and, and this study uh, uh, instead argues that pretrial detention operates as a racial ethnic stratification process across time. So that's very important, a stratification process across time. So they actually talk about the results and they indicate that time and money significant, significantly stratified defendants by race and ethnicity. And we will see in the um, statistics that I have how this is true. So, for example, they they have a regression results. This is a, this is pretrial outcomes. This is actually uh, what they um, came up with, and this specifically, it says, um, monetary measures of pretrial detention. Okay, it says, uh, racial ethnic inequality exists among temporal and monetary measures of pretrial detention in ways that advantage white defendants. So um, they say that specifically black defendants, especially those who are Latinx. So it's not only a race issue, it's also an ethnic issue here. So higher bonds, higher uh, bond amounts and, and time uh, that you will uh, spend in 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 jail uh, pre-trial um, are actually re- um, uh, relatively relatively low uh, or lower for white defendants. So the statistics say that um, compared to white, uh, to uh, uh, okay, to uh, um, it, it says compared to white non-Latinx, black non-Latinx. Um, have 15% higher bond amounts and spend 12% more days in pretrial detention, whereas Black Latinx have 18% higher bond amounts and spend 18% more days in pretrial detention, while Latinx also have larger bond amounts, 8%, than white non-Latinx, though they spend less time detained uh, and pre-trial. So uh, there is actually racial and ethnic disparities um, in the bond industry. And I will say that um, 
when I learned about this, I really, I, I mean, I, I, I feel like becoming an advocate and 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 just trying to, um, to not bring reform. I know that we need to go slowly. We just can't get it all at one time. I know how slow culture changes, and and I know that it's not easy just to wipe things that are completely dysfunctional, and and that instigate or perpetuate all these disparities will be eliminated at once. I know that it's a process. So, but you know, being seeing New York taking the first step. It really makes me feel like an advocate. We we should as a as a as a um state um advocate for the same um rights because you you just saw the the you know the uh, statistics and we live in a in a state that is pre- uh, pre- pre- predominantly um Latinx blacks and and Latinx actually and so um. Uh, and, and and even for the white people, I mean, I really, I don't think it's fair because there's a lot of poor white people also that can't afford this. But we are talking about how this actually is is it it affects more blacks and and Latinx blacks. So so that that's why I think it's important. We have a a large amount, and our population is 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 generous when it comes to those communities so um we i I mean i I don't want to be talking too much i think i'm i'm just you know i don't want to just start rambling a little bit here so i just want to talk about uh new york and and how they they actually um word of the the vanguard i i i say um, on this they just um reform the 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 bail system they they have done it in an aggressive way of course senator michael janaris he just wanted to eliminate it completely he just didn't want more cash bail um to be actually uh, the law and the state unfortunately it just couldn't be like that so they they just overhauled the the bail law in april 2019 but still i mean this it's been a success uh, many 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 crimes that were actually um set for bail are not longer uh, being set for bail, and um, this is this is you can I mean the the statistics we I haven't seen it, um, I haven't read them. This is an article from um, you know twenty nineteen, so I haven't seen anything for twenty twenty. You know we're so busy with COVID nineteen anyway, but I I will say that yes that probably we're gonna see. Uh, the changes and the impact, the social impact that that this um, this new law in New York, um, you know, has actually. So, um, I just I just wanted to finish this podcast, um, referring very briefly to the the story of Caliph Broder. Uh, this is actually a very, very sovereign, sad but sovereign documentary in um, Netflix and uh, Caliph Broder actually was detained um, and and he was he was not guilty he he actually 
he he kept his innocence he never gave up he didn't take a plea guilt uh, um, 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 he, he didn't take a plea of guilt he actually uh, kept uh, he, uh, you know that he wasn't the person that stole a backpack it was actually because someone stole a backpack to two guys that were walking and the, the police just came looking for a culprit and this was this these two young black men um, were coming out of a party caliph and a friend and unfortunately they they were actually put in jail and he the friend i don't remember much what happened to the friend but caliph the refused to to take a, a, a plea of guilt so he spent almost two years in in rikers island uh jail which is just an awful place i think it's actually set for elimination i think uh um um major um blomber no 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 the new major um actually in new york um decided that it was going to to close the um, the jail and uh, but this this boy actually spent there two years and when he finally was able to come out of the jail and go back home uh after two years i have to say in solitary confinement mostly of the time that he spent in there he he went back home and he just couldn't adjust anymore unfortunately and he committed suicide so i wanted to see uh, think about Belbon as something that it really is not as simple as as your family running for money um and trying to get you out of jail um no 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 it's it's more than that uh it has huge consequences people lose their livelihoods when they go into jail and they don't have money to pay rent to support their children they lose um, they lose those those uh, properties. They lose the uh, parental uh, rights. Um, it, it's a really serious thing, and it's 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 just unfair that people are making lots of money and perpetuating a system that is so. Um, you know so punitive and and so uncompassionate and so uncivilized so thank you so much i hope to enjoy this podcast and have a great day bye good morning my name is jamile guntin and i'm from the school of social work at fiu and um, I just wanted to uh, make a, a brief introduction of my social project, um, social justice project, my apologies. So um, my social justice project is actually about bell bones and, and bell bones actually got lost in the big chain of um I say uh, commands um, on 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 the justice system, so you you have to deal with so many um, injustices within the justice system, and 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 so many things are dysfunctional there that bell bones get kind of lost, but it's a very important um, aspect of of the the you know the. The justice system, and um, in New York, for example, right now they 
just to prove the law to eliminate it. They couldn't eliminate it completely, but they actually reformed it in in a very, I mean, there has been an overhaul to this law, really. Uh, mostly of the crimes now don't get bail bond uh, set anymore. And, and this is going to make a big difference for the people that go in front of a judge and get bail sets. So, um, for example, it's disproportionately black people and Latinx blacks, poor people, mostly of the time. So you have this intersectionality of being black and and being uh, of any uh, of, of a certain ethnicity and then being poor as well. These people stay longer in jail. They have to pay higher bond um, amounts. And um, mostly of the time, they just can't pay this. It's nationwide, it's actually an average of $10,000 because you, the charges probably go for, you know, they just, the, the police just, you know, caught you and then it throws at you all these charges that are crazy. And then you go in front of a judge with this big, um, you know, um, long list of charges. And then the, the judge decides it's going to be $70,000 and it's a 10% that the bail bond um, man will actually charge. Uh, to you, and then um, you 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 will have to just go crazy getting this money. This could actually range from ten thousand dollars to five hundred to two hundred and fifty dollars, and believe it or not, there many people are in jail now, right now, because they just can't afford to pay those two hundred and fifty dollars, and so they have to remain in jail for whatever amount of time, either until they get this bail paid which can take months, or they finally um, have time served and then come the second evil of our social justice system, which is the, the, the plea bargain part of it. So um, many of them end up taking plea bargains and, and accepting guilt because they just want to go. They just want to out. And, and that's actually the, the whole situation. So I thought it was important to talk about bail bonds and not allow it to get lost into the you know long chain of command that you have to navigate through when you, um, um, when you actually get entangled into the justice system. So that's basically my project. I hope you enjoy it. If you have any questions, you can ask me in class. And thank you so much.